1: I'm Dane Lobb. I'm a public safety specialist with PG&E. If you encounter a down power line, you need to stay away from it. Call 911. Let our first responders come out and handle it. Police and fire will respond as well as PG&E. PG&E will make the scene safe.
0: You're listening to NBC Sports Radio On Demand. And
2: the Blackhawks. Kate Delaney, NBC Sports Radio.
0: Listen to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football. Brought to you by Land Rover. Above and beyond. On NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Uro. Robbie Uro.
1: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show. Presented by Land Rover here on NBC Sports Radio. Match day 26th. In the Barclays Premier League, there were seven games today, three games tomorrow. Two of those games tomorrow featuring the current top four in the league. They're huge. And we'll preview them, of course, a little later in the show. But let's start with the big story today and the biggest story today. And it's a story that's gone on and on and it continued to go on and on. Manchester United lost today at the Stadium of Light to the hands of Sunland Football Club 2-1. And just when... You think, or we all think, that it's a little better for for Louis van Gaal's Manchester United. Their 2016 has been better. They've won a few games. They've looked more attack-minded. Rooney and others, Martial, have scored goals. And they've been better at it. I think the pressure has eased a little bit. All of a sudden, things take a big backward step today uh, and we have to talk about it because it's big news and a big story. And what to do with van Gaal in terms of his future I'm, I'm Robbie Mustone I'm with my mate Robbie Earl of course and Robbie Earl I'm sure you watched the game today first of all before yeah. about the manager what did you think to the performance of United and uh, in that game against Sunderland well I
2: think you must have been dreading making the, the announcement today well at the start of the show about Man United because you know how i felt and it's really been a, it's like a weekly report, Rob, isn't it, in terms Mm. of Manchester United, where they're going, and and what the future holds. Last week, late uh, equalising goal for Chelsea, took away two points, and and took, I think took the wind out of Manchester United, when it was was a decent performance. Not great, but but certainly not bad. But again, this was back to old Louis, old, boring Louis, a team that didn't really look like it it, it was on top of his game, it was enjoying his football, it was playing with any real drive and determination, Robin. We're getting to the stage where, and I say it's becoming a week-by-week week kind of report now, but we're mm. coming to the stage where, how much longer can this go on? It's like, it's like a slow death. It's like a dripping mm. tap. Sooner or later, it's almost like you want to put Louis van Gogh out of his misery. And I saw a, a Wayne Rooney um, press conference after the game. He should been so down, Rob. He looked so down in terms of the way he played, the way the team played, that they no longer got a chance, really, at top four. Something's going to have to drastically change for that to happen. And it looks like the whole mood in the in the camp again is it, it, hit rock-bomb.
1: Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I look at uh, a poor performance, um, lost control in the second half. I see an injury again to another fullback. You've got Donald Love coming into the game, Robbie Hill, that that we haven't heard of, and this is continuing. I mean, listen, it's his fault what's happening at the football club right now. We know he's uh, brought a lot of players in. We spent a lot of money. I've said numerous times that he needed to spend money. He had a lot of players to replace. His faith in, in youth players has continued. And we've seen some benefit from that. I think uh, Cameron Borthwick Jackson, the the young left back, has has shown promise. He's looked coming in the first team, and I love to see the young players coming in. But quite simply, they're not good enough. These young players, with a sprinkling of experienced players and and other um, like Martial, that's done a lot better to continue in a top four position in the league. And and it goes back to, you know, in in terms of Van Gaal. It, what's the biggest thing that he, biggest mistakes that he's made robbie o? you know we like you said i mean I, I said last week that we should just stick with this guy and there, as a, as an assessment at the end of the season where the board they assess the young signings and how they have developed, they assess the the performance the, the league position and then kind of make a a sensible stand back situation or a decision about who should manage the club going forward um just i just get a little fed up rob That everybody said fire him you know fire him and this and that and everything else well i want to know yeah,
2: I I get get it and and I hear your point but I I think the the thing you've got to look at, Rob and and, and look at the group of players that he's got and and don't see them all as playing as they are now or playing not to anything like that See how this group of players could play if they were playing to the potential Right, so you tell me But but I'm saying to you that in terms of this group of players, I don't think Louis van Gaal has got the best out of them. I don't see players enjoying their football. I don't see players expressing themselves on the ball. I don't see players fearless at trying things. If he make a mistake, getting up, running back and and, and doing things. You you look at, you can't tell me, and I know it's a a, a unique season for Leicester City, you can't tell me there's more talent in that Leicester City group than there there is in Manchester United because I don't believe you, Rob, and I'm not happy what I'm saying to you is, for me, the biggest criticism I have, Louis Van Gaal is the players are not expressing it. He is not getting the best out of this group of players. Now, will another manager? Who knows? Well, that, that, that just, you're saying uh, yes. I'm saying no. He's, he's had 18 months. When David Moyes is in the job, and, and it's been well documented today, he's, he's in a worse position in many than David Moyes was at, at, at this stage of the season. And, and we, we were say, Mo oh, Moyes isn't good enough. Moyes has only been the average manager. Because this guy's come with the, the story resume and C V and he's won all the things before, we're giving him a bit of an out and I, I, in some respects he, he has to be judged like Tim Sherwood has to be judged, like Brendan Rodgers has to be judged, like Gary Monk has to be judged you get judged on what your team do and what we see week in week out on a consistent basis Rob, and on a consistent basis, Manchester United have been well below where they should be if Manchester United were fourth and hanging on I would say okay, they're well below but this was Sunderland The first time Manchester United have got beat at the Stadium of Light. Sunderland, second bottom of the Premier League. Let's
1: get things into perspective. Hmm. I, I, do you know what? I don't like the, D, the David Moyes comparison. I just don't like it. I think it's a totally right. different situation because he took over champions and a champion squad. Yeah, very very little difference.
2: Money. He didn't spend as
1: much money as, as, as Louis van Gaal. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I know, but, but he, he, took a, he took a team that were champions to finish first, to finish seventh. And then van Gaal takes over and it's a big rebuilding job and he, he ripped that squad apart. 15 first-team players have left that football club and he's had to try and rebuild it. And He spent a lot of money doing that. I just don't Think it's a it's a it's a a like for like comparison. Um, hey, listen, there's no question uh, of where they are and where you expect Man United to be is a lot higher than this. I just, I'm just, a, I I I want to know how a new manager changes the club. What, what do you do? What does well, Ryan I mean, Giggs do? What does somebody else do that goes into you, this club? Let me give you a couple of
2: things. What happened, Rob? We've both been in football clubs. We've both worked with managers, good, bad, and indifferent. Sometimes just a change changes things up, Rob. Sometimes it change fleshing things up. Now, the man coming in could be half the manager that, that the one goes out, but he
1: changes his thing up. Training becomes better. You get a spring back in your step. You know how that happens. That's it, temporary, it happens. Robbie o, That's temporary. That stuff's temporary. Is this squad good enough to finish in a top four? Well, let's
2: just say, well, let's that's temporary to get you the next eight or ten games then there could be players playing with a little bit less fear and a little bit more expression because i still look at this group of players and they look to me like they're scared to make mistakes on the ball and this control thing is too much i look at motivation rob i'm I'm not convincing the other big thing and again this is me me taking an opinion nothing i know i'm not in the dressing room I don't look like these. They don't look to me like some of these players are really playing for the guy in charge. And I know the the managers I've really enjoyed playing with and and been successful with. I've had a feel for the guy. I want to win with him, and he's part of us, and we're together. I don't get that sense with Louis Van Gaal. I've got to be honest, and that's one of the things that I think may change with a different type of management, not a better manager, not a worse manager, a different type of management with a group of type of players. He's got maybe if you've got Roy Keane and you've got goals and you've got those big personalities kind of, maybe you can be Louis van Gaal but some of these guys look to me like the timid um, Smalling in particular looks one of those guys like now we're seeing a bit like the old Smalling more than the new Smalling that he looks like he's getting nervous again he's not as assured in the way he plays you know I look at the wide players look at one matter he's up and down there's no consistency I, to me Rob it's just it feels like a change is, is mm. coming and a change is necessary
1: Yeah, I hear you. I put a tweet out there, Rob, to say, I want to know how a new manager makes Man United better right now, and I just want to read a few uh, responses here. Yemi Mia says, tweeted us to say, number one, allowing players to express themselves game in, game out. Number two, to make key signings, especially at the back and up front. Number three, motivation. We have James to tweet us to say, they wouldn't, but it would send a message to supporters and players that this is unacceptable. It's a PR move. Lots of of opinion out there, Um, and there's some other tweets as well kind of saying about let's be more patient about this Um, just in terms of his position Robbio so do you think he's going to lose his job in the next week do you think the board will go against kind of um What I'm thinking about, listen, let's let the guy do his job to the end of the season, then we'll assess it properly there. Now, we might get to the same position, Robbio, and I deep down think we probably are going to get to the same position. Do you think that they say, that they think right now, top four looks very unlikely, you know what, let's give Ryan Giggs a a try, or somebody else, if it is going to be Mourinho, and 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 they're convinced that that's their guy, I get it, bring him in early on. Do you think they're going to do that next week?
2: Not sure it'll quite as quickly as, quickly as that, but the, the big thing for David Moyes—the moment that Manchester United looked like they weren't going to make the Champions League, he lost his job, Rob. So that was the kind of mark. And I know you don't like the similarities, but I just wonder if there's a chance where it might be Giggsy taking a job till the end of the season with Mourinho coming in, in the summer. I think that, I almost feel like Mourinho in the summer is the right time. He's assessing things, looking from the side. I'm not quite convinced that he comes in and replacing them. It might be that they trust Giggsy to, to take it till the end of the season to see to see this and then they're ready to go with Jose Mourinho in summer but um, I just get a feeling like the, the, the mood has shifted quite significantly and Louis van Gogh's days as Manchester United are, are numbered for me mate
1: Yeah I get it and I think if, it, if, it, if there's many more performances like today and a, a few more losses I think it almost becomes untenable with the media, with the fan reaction at Old Trafford I think it becomes a, a horrible situation. Mourinho
2: waiting the Yeah I, I, I get that I get it. Every, every result isn't it now
1: Okay, mate, listen, uh, we'll take a break now. We're going to come back after the break. We're going to talk about Chelsea against Newcastle United. And we're going to hear a little bit from Steve McLaren about the situation at Newcastle United. I thought that was awful today. We'll be back to talk about that after the break. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show presented by Land Rover here on NBC Sports Radio. But
0: there's more, much more. NBC Sports Radio. Stay tuned. More on the way next. next. sports radio sports talk the way it should be we're online and on demand 24 hours a day this is nbc sports radio and nbcsportsradio.com where every day is game day
1: for the new land rover as your companion you'll see adventure wherever you go own the wilderness and the urban jungle alike visit your local land rover retailer for special offers on the award-winning range rover evoke the versatile Range Rover Sport and the spacious Discovery Sport at the Own the Adventure sales event. Lease a 2016 Discovery Sport SE for $399 per month for 39 months with $3,495 plus taxes, title and fees due at signing. Includes a $1,000 bonus credit now through March 31st. Visit LandroverUSA.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond. Right, Robbie Musto,
2: it is Valentine's weekend, and I don't think we've given enough love to, to Sunderland in, in, in the first part of the show. We mm. talked all about Manchester United, so I've got I've got a big smooch here for Sam. Listen, Sam Allardyce has never been relegated. He, his team are up against it. He's put in one or two players in the window. Wabi uh, with, with gets a first goal. I mean, Kone's header certainly was a big part in getting the second, so he's getting a little bit of return from, from those players, Robin. There's a bit of spirit about this team again. They've closed the gap now with that win
1: down at the bottom of the table can they still get out of it Sunderland? They can they can get out of it they're going to put massive pressure on Newcastle United just above them in the league table but I like that he's made changes and all those changes I mean so many times you see uh, transfers come in in January and the teams don't really use those players he started four outfield players the four that came in in January and they made an immediate impact by scoring goals in this game stronger at the back with Kone and Doi gives them something extra on the right hand side today uh, to replace uh, Watmore. I thought they were much better. They got a real good chance. I still think it's going to go right to the wire. Um, but, of course, now the, the, the little bit of momentum with the fans, et cetera, they got a real good chance of getting out of it.
2: Yeah, and the re- other results that went today, Rob, and, and we know Norwich ended up with a 2-2 draw with West Ham. I and mean, been 2-0 up. And, and the other team down there, Newcastle United, were going to the reigning champions, Chelsea, at Stamford Bridge, who've had a bit of an inconsistent season themselves, Rob. And, well, after, what was it, about t- 10, 12 minutes in the game, Chelsea 2-0 up, two schoolboy errors from Newcastle United, and and, and another horrible away day for this team in black and white, Rob. I'm starting to lose kind of uh, faith in in just saying about the football club, and and I almost feel it's condescending just to talk about the amount of fans that come down
1: and how well-supported this club is, because at times, Rob, this this football team are a shambles. I I just can't get over it. I can't get over it. I mean, whichever angle you want to look at with this club right now, it's shocking where they are in the league table. They're a mid-table Salary club in the Premier League. They've got, in terms of revenues, top ten revenues, because of Mm. the size of the stadium, etc, etc, and still, they struggle. They spend $117 million in two transfer windows and and only one defender bought, but all this adds up. They should be doing miles better right now. (laughs) The attitude, Mm. the performance today was unacceptable for those those fans that came down five, six hours in a a bus to watch that performance. Uh, I just thought it was shockingly bad.
2: It's unacceptable, Rob, for a football club that, that we've played against, that we've known, that, that people have grown up with, where they've had, and, and they've had great players. They've had Beersley, they've had Waddle, they've had Gaza. they've had Ginola, they've had Shearer, they've had, you know, As- Asprey, all these great players. But they've had the other guys, they've had your Rob Lees and your Batty's and, and, and the people who've, who've given a good day's work putting on that black and white, and, and it's given some pride, Rob. That's why what was really f- interesting to me was, what, what was, how was Steve McLaren going to spin this one? Because he's always got his special way of saying how his team played. This is what he said after the game. Back in the bottom three, you look remarkably upbeat um, and not confident, but you look as though, okay, it's just happened, it's gone, we're still good enough to get out of this.
1: Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, You know, they've proved that before in their performances, Um, and we'll we'll do it again. This can happen. We've got to stay calm, stable, and, uh, and carry on. And like we did after the Everton away from home, the reaction. 18 days, we need a reaction, and that reaction has to last for 12 games. Listen, Robert, I'm not sure about you, mate, but I, I, I'm sick to death of hearing yeah, I mean, the, the, the positivity that this is kind of... Deluded you know, this, is the word. Yeah, deluded, mate.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I know, do you know the, the thing that about to me... It's okay if he's coming out and, and putting that spin for us and keeping the confidence and all that. I hope he doesn't do saying that kind of thing in the dressing room because a couple of things will happen. One is a player I'd sit there and lose a whole lot of respect for him, and two I'd start thinking is this guy really is this guy on another planet or what? I mean, he's got to do something different. He's got to come out with something. Rob, they are in real trouble, and these excuses are running out. And the other thing that, that just for, from Steve McLean's point of view, there's some good. There are some good people out of work at the moment. When you think of, mm-hmm. of David Moyes and the Brendan Rodgers. That calibre of manager would love, I'm sure, to, to get into a club like Newcastle and, and work with some of the quality that they have in that squad.
1: Yeah, let's take a call on this, Robbie. We've got to Kevin from Washington, D.C. Let's talk about Newcastle United. Kevin, you're through to the two Robbies. What's your point? Uh, hello, Robbie. I know the, the borough Robbie must be smiling uh, <laughs> at this stage with Newcastle making another mess. He never smiles, Kevin. He again. never smiles,
2: mate. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, obviously, down again this week. One week up, one week down. I know we have a makeshift defence at the moment, but like you say, schoolboy, school boy errors. I mean, we've got some competent players there, but you know, who's playing with some heart and passion for the club? I mean, Stephen Taylor, sadly. Was uh, was there for two of the three of the mm. goals? It was his mistakes. Yeah, You, and you look at—he's at, a, a Geordie lad. Yeah, you look at it, Kevin, and and, and and Robbie must all know better than I. and I'll give Robbie a chance to, to come back on this. But anyone who's worked with Steve McLean, and and I'm talking about you know people who are respect in the game who have got a good opinion in the game, will tell you how great a coach this guy is. Well, what what I'm questioning is what is he coaching? I mean, the back four looked all over the place today. The midfield shape in front of the back four was was non. Distant. Now, those are the kind of things you do in training, and Robbie will tell you that they're not that enjoyable. They, they, they take time, they're labour-intense, but they're so important. Now, is he doing the nice things, lots of crossing and finishing and, and nice passing drills, and everybody's happy and smiling? But come on a Saturday, when they need to
1: defend, when they need to have some structure, Rob, it, 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 was, it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Kevin, for the call. And I get it. And you know what? If there was more passionate players like Stephen Taylor with some better ability and players that are ready to play at the Premier League level, because I don't think Stephen Taylor is, then I get it. But there isn't that. And I think, just on your point, Robbie Earle, yeah, I've worked with Steve McLaren. His sessions, you know, we talk about being a great coach. Mm. Well, his sessions are very good. He's a very but, but good do training they ground to the, coach. do they
2: relate to the game, Rob? That, that's the thing. It's one thing doing good sessions. It's another thing being and, and
1: defending properly and knowing you roll on a Saturday. No, they don't relate to the game. And... Uh, it's good for certain aspects, certain drills that are very, very good, but not enough 11 v 11 stuff. We worked on tactical things, you know, his transfer mm. policy as well. I think you have to question when you see all the players coming in and very, very few defenders. It's fascinating, mate. That's that was today. Um, we're going to look ahead, of course. Now we've got massive games coming up tomorrow. The next segment, we're going to preview. We're going to look at Arsenal versus Leicester City. We will get to Manchester City against Spurs as well. But such fascinating matchups. We'll be back to talk about those big games after this. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back.
0: Is the two Robbies football show. Listen 24 7, online or with the app, NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com because every
1: day is game day. Welcome back to The Two Robbers Football Show, presented by Land Rover. Now, before we move on to those big games coming up tomorrow, I know that you, Robio, took a mm. close look at Everton's game today. Lost at home 1-0 against West Bromwich Albion. Yeah. Shocking result after things had turned up a little bit, mm. uh, t- made a turn for the for the upside on Everton. What do you think today?
2: Well, <laughs> Can I put it like this, Rob? That West Brom were West Brom, so they scored from a set-piece, were well-organised, worked hard, defended stoutly and kept a clean sheet. Everton... Were Everton? They had lion's share possession, thirty-four, I believe, shots, six of them on target. Um, dominated the game, dominated possession, but couldn't break them down. And the more I was watching the game, Rob, the more you felt that Everton weren't going to score. And there was one brilliant shot through the game. The director, everyone, it, it was it was a, a, a sly middle-aged Everton fan with all his hat and scarf and that, and he was just kind of looking at the, the pitch, shaking his head as if to say. Is this what we are now? We're, you know, a mid-table team who can't beat the likes of West Brom. You know, we we've got all these great players, we've got all these the, these big names, and Lukaku and Lukaku and 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 Barkley and the likes and Stones, but we don't seem to be moving on any. And I just feel that it, Robert, Roberto Martinez might have to be careful. There was some booze when he took off. Uh, Aaron Lennon put on Dale Lefay. I think everybody wanted Dale Lefay one, but it was probably Aaron Lennon's best game i have seen him in in the blue of Everton. There was some booze at the end when when obviously West Brom had got the the three points. And this might be another manager between now and the end of season. Rob has to put a bit of form together to be sure of keeping his job.
1: Yeah, you know what? I I, I agree. Um, I would just say, with the players as available, I know it's kind of some great young players there, Mm. I just think it might be a a time for a little bit of patience. I get you, and I know, and I know it's a little bit of time there. Mm. um, But I, I... I tell you what it is a big two or three months from to the end of the season but I don't think that football club should do anything stupid over the course of the rest of this season and take a good look at it in the summer and I expect him to continue I expect Mm. him to improve because they should be improving given the squad that they've got One
2: quick thing Rob and it just struck me as I was watching the game and I saw all the attacking style that that, that Everton have got and you see the defensive of West Brom you think if those two could mix each other they'd be a guaranteed top sixteen. but could Tony Pugh Go into Everton And make them top
1: six Could he bring that oh. Defensive edge oh. I, I, I
2: want to throw it out there Robbie Musto it, 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 would he, I can't think of anything
1: I, I couldn't think of anything <laughs> Worse for, for that group of players <laughs> <laughs> to, Listen Enough about that Enough it, about Everton mm-hmm. Let's get to the to the Massive games tomorrow yep. uh, Arsenal versus Leicester City Coverage begins at 6am Eastern time On S mm. N. Arsenal won 5-2 Robbie Hill at the KP yep. Stadium In September mm-hmm. Why will it be different This time?
2: Well, Leicester have got the best away record in the league. Leicester are playing with utmost confidence. They've just ran all over Manchester City when people thought they couldn't handle certain big teams and the pressure in big game, etc, etc. Leicester play a 4-4-2 Robbie Musto that they've played all season. So if you're the opposition, you can you know plan and work and do all your your, your, your detailed stuff. How are you are going to break them down? Two teams have done that all season. Arsenal being one of them. They've only lost the two games, Robbie Musto. So I just think this is a group of players who do what they do and, and I was looking at it, it's the way they play I looked at a little bit of tape in terms of what, 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 what it is that makes them so good and the thing that stands out to me Rob is they're the best team at capitalising on your poor play on the opposition. So, if you miss past the ball, this this Leicester team will steal it, will run with it and will create a chance. If you don't pass the ball correctly, if you miss control how many times do you see this Leicester team nick it off your toe and create a chance and go and play. So they were almost, I think, heaping the pressure back onto Arsenal saying, unless you're in that total top-class Arsenal mould with your rhythm and your passing and your combinations, mm. you don't. You better be careful you don't let, let this ball break. You'd be sloppy in possession and we will Come and hurt you, and that's what I think gives them as much confidence going into this game as anything else.
1: I, I think it's a, a fascinating matchup that, in some ways, favours Leicester because this, the flow of this game suits mm. Leicester down to the ground. The opponents, the way that they play, the way that they're expansive and they leave spaces and space in behind that they can utilise. I just think that, that that it really does work for what they're good at. And those things you said earlier about Leicester City—that, I mean, that's that's—I mean, even though it's mistakes of the other team, it's very good philosophy and, um, and and tactics, really, to be able yeah. to do that. Now, the, the two things uh, that Arsenal have, have historically been bad at are getting caught on counter-attacks mm-hmm. and conceding goals from set-pieces. My yeah. goodness. If that isn't exactly what Leicester City are good at, then mm-hmm. I don't know what is. I think it's a fascinating game. You hinted at it there. The only way that Arsenal have a comfortable and a good day, in my mm-hmm. opinion, is to play at their 100% speed. Yeah. Speed. Speed of play against some of these defenders that have done brilliant, and talking Dane Simpson and Wes Morgan and Robert Huth, the speed of play hurts them. It absolutely hurts them. That's what we saw before but, in the but, earlier match mm, That's we, what they have to do. Anything less, and I think they lose the game.
2: We've seen them come up against the big teams, Rob. Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Spurs, yeah. and come out winners. And, and people are saying pressure, and I mean you had a little debate on, on, on the broadcast last week about will the pressure come, or well, you were thought, thinking the mindset. And, and I'm looking at this team and saying... With the win, they go eight points clear. With a draw, the gap stays five points with Arsenal. With a loss, they still stay two points ahead of Arsenal. So, in some respects the pressure's off them, and it was great to hear what Claudio Ranieri said when, when the reporters were asking him, is he, or is the team, feeling the pressure? Why we have a pressure? Tell me why. Tell me why I must feel pressure. We are close to continuing to to dream with our fans, and we want to continue to dream. Nobody wake up us, please.
1: There's no pressure. It's enjoy. Love. They're performing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great, and and he has been magnificent. Yeah. And to be fair, Robbie, they're performing like champions. Yeah. It's just the fact that it's Leicester City that people, myself included, can't fathom them winning. This league and that becoming the biggest Get story in football it, history. Up. I think your the pressure, the pressure. As I said to you, Rob, and mm. we had a, the chat last week. I don't yeah. think it's pressure. I think it's okay. the mindset, and I think they might change at some point mm. what they do because of the situation that they're in. I'm not saying that's pressure. I'm saying that their their game plan might change a little bit. And just before you have your your retort to that, um, let me just give you this as an idea. I just talked about the potential matchup there with yeah. Arsenal and how it favours Leicester. City, how about the next two games in the Barkers Premier League for Leicester City? Yeah. Norwich City home, West yeah. Brom at home. Yeah. Totally different game flows. Yeah. And I don't know whether Leicester City, when they oh. have to be proactive mm. and they have to find a way through okay, a stubborn we West Brom here team we that they oh, struggle I to when get this was the coming. victories.
2: I wondered when this was coming. They were playing all the top teams and it was like, OK, Robbie Earl, let's wait till they've played the top teams, <laughs> then we'll see how they go. Now they're beating the top teams. OK, Robbie Earl. Let's see how they play against them. Come on, man. Give them... Give them. Rob, the, the, I get you with the mindset, and I understand what you're saying. And, and I think we talked about it two years ago with, with, with Liverpool when the, the momentum was going. They were playing the great football. Suarez and, and, and Sturridge were on fire and, and, and scoring goals. Stevie G was bombing on, and it looked you know, like the momentum was with them. And there was an expectancy, Rob, at that football club that I thought caught them out. Do you remember the scenes before the Chelsea game at Anfield and, the, the, and Shankle? gates were packed and the fans yeah. were up and the flags were flying and they, were, they got into it. The expectancy was there for the football club to win its, its first Premier League title. I don't think we'll get that uh, uh, last I think City. we'll get
1: something similar, I don't, I don't, don't think the manager
2: will have it. I don't think they're the kind of players who'll be that affected. I look at Jamie Vardy and I was say, I said to one of my mates the other day, Jamie Vardy's one of those. If he saw some kids playing on, on, on the park, he'd run over, nick the ball off the kids and smash it in the back of the net. Because that's what he does. If Ried Marez was saw those same group of kids, he'd run over nutmeg them three times and laugh at himself, Kante would do them on the back of the ankles, nick the <laughs> ball and set them they're the same, camp. those players will do what they'll do, I think regardless of whether they're training, whether they're watching a group of kids or they're playing Arsenal at the top of the league, and for that reason I just don't think
1: it'll affect him in the way that some people will Listen, talk about smashing the ball at the back of the net. Your man, Olivier Giroud, hasn't scored for a month, mate. Oh you know, dear. are you worried oh about dear. that? Are we worried about Arsenal games going the same way where they threaten to do marvellous things and then when it mm. comes to the nitty-gritty they don't produce? You just, you, just, you know, yeah. say to the Arsenal fans mm. uh, why are they are going to win the game tomorrow?
2: Yeah, well, I've been a little bit disappointed, Rob, in one or two players that come back into the team. I thought it was, it was an important goal for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain last week at Bournemouth. I thought he needed that to, to kick-start his season. Alexis hasn't been the Alexis we saw earlier in the season. If he can get firing again, if those players underneath Giroud can start playing at, a little bit towards their, their maximum, Ozil's productivity dropped a little bit, and, you know, he was playing fantastic. If they can deliver him the kind of service, Rob, he can get goals. But I'm with you, this is... the amazing. Now, for Give Olivier Giroud, this is a time for Olivier Giroud to turn those critics around and, and, and get them back on his side because he now needs to show he can score the goals that, that when a team's just maybe having a lot of struggle, when the team's under pressure, he can fire them to the top of the table and to a title. Give me a scoreline. I'm going to go for an Arsenal win, though. I'm, I'm just going to go for a 2-1 a Arsenal win. What, what, what are you saying?
1: I think the most likely outcome is a draw, but if I had to pick a winner, it would be Arsenal as well. Ooh,
2: in awesome! we trust Robbie Musto. Well, we're going to take our last break, Mike, and then we're going to turn to the other big game on Sunday, Manchester City hosting Spurs, that's second v. fourth, and we'll cast our eye over Villa and Liverpool. That's got an important three points for both those teams, and we'll have some predictions on those games. So you're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show presented by Land Rover on NBC Sports Radio.
0: Hi, this is Eric Dickerson. Here's the NBC Sports Radio. You got questions? questions. We, we got answers. Call us and get it off your chest. 855 323 4 NBC. Or email the Granger Get It Done inbox get it done. at NBC at NBC Sports Radio,
1: where every day is game day. With a new Land Rover as your companion, you'll see adventure wherever you go. Own the wilderness and the urban jungle alike. Visit your local Land Rover retailer. for special offers on the award-winning Range Rover Evoque, the versatile Range Rover Sport, and the spacious Discovery Sport at the Own the Adventure sales event. Lease a 2016 Discovery Sport SE for three hundred ninety-nine dollars per month for three, thirty-nine months with three thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars plus taxes, title fees due at signing. It includes a thousand-dollar bonus credit now through March thirty-first. Visit LandRoverUSA.com or call one-eight hundred find for wd for details land rover above and beyond and that takes us to the late game tomorrow Robbie. Earle. another massive game it's uh manchester city versus tottenham hotspurs Eleven fifteen kickoff eastern time on nbc sn and instead of hearing from you robbie i want to hear from a viewer here we've got a call we have got aaron from new jersey he wants to talk about this game aaron you're through to the two robbies
2: yes great thank you gentlemen um I'm wondering what you think about uh, Tottenham being able to produce a solution for because you uh, because in the last seven matches, he's just annihilated them. And obviously, he's now in hot form. And, you know, it, it just doesn't look like... They've ever retooled to handle someone like him, uh, and and especially with them, I think throwing away the transfer window without getting players to get ready for the rest of this year, both in Europe and 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 to make a title run, it, it looks like they're just not prepared for this, you know, uh, last phase of the season. Um, you know, what's your, you know, opinion on that? It's a good question, Aaron, and, and obviously Kun Aguero can be the difference for Manchester City. I always get the sense that Manchester City don't have to be playing well. If Kun Aguero is on form and sniffing out a chance, he can get two, three goals and, and win a game. Now, there's no Alde he, he uh, sorry, there's no Vertonghen, he's out injured, so Aldo will be partnered with Vimmer. so th- that will be a bit of a challenge, just getting used to the game, it's not quite the same as, as the two Belgians together. Important role for someone like Eric Dier, who does a job in front because he can almost like close down those passing lanes. When Aguero comes short, he can pick him up. He's a natural centre back and he can deal with those things. So, listen, Pochettino is, is a master of detail. I, I was reading this week on how much he looks at the opposition, how much he trains, how hard this this team work. So he will have a plan set out. You know, he'll almost maybe look to stop the source of supply into Aguero rather than saying when Aguero gets the ball, what can we do? But he is he is the one man who I think you fear in that Manchester City team because if he he has a good day, uh, Robbie. He, he's got the ability to stick the ball in the back of the net.
1: Yeah, I, I understand um, your point, Aaron, and I get it. When a player has done so well against you, you worry about it. But let's not forget, Spurs have got the best defensive record in the league. So in terms of having a plan or improving some part of the team, they've done it. Now, of course, mm-hmm. Kevin Vimmer's into the ti- uh, team now instead of tongan and they've kept clean sheets. I mean, mm-hmm. he's started the last two and they've kept two clean sheets, so I think he's done a great job. Eldorale has been one of the best central defenders in the league. So I, I just think they're in good shape that way. And, mm. you know, I think more of a concern maybe, Robbie Earl, is, is goals from Spurs. We know all about Harry Kane. He's got yeah. 14 goals in his last 16 in the Barclays Premier mm. League. I don't worry so much about that. I know that no. you do because I see goals in mm. other parts of this team as well.
2: Yeah, to be honest, I have to say I'm sort of going with you on that one. You know, goals of you know Chadli, Dembele, Deli Ali's got a goal in him, Lamella, Even last week is Trippier. I'm not worried where the goals come from as long as these goals, as long as it's a kind of team where they don't become over reliant on the centre forward and Harry Kane. And so I'm with you on that. I think they've improved that. I think there's a, there's a, a bit more of a team responsibility about scoring goals, just as there's a team responsibility on defending. You talk about defending. I tell you, he's one of Tottenham's best defenders and that's Harry Kane. He starts to press off up front and, and the midfield go in behind him and they win the ball. And that doesn't half help you. If you can win the ball in the opposition's off, doesn't half mean that you don't have to do as much defending or you not put as much pressure at, at the back. And that's not to say that, that Alderweireld, Vertonghen and Laurece have probably been the best sort of three axes of two centre backs of a goalkeeper in the Premier League this, this time around.
1: I think it's a fascinating matchup Rob because mm. a little bit like the other game, I think this is a good matchup for Spurs. I think the physicality yeah. with their talent away from home, at a team like Man City that you don't really know what you're going to get. They're mm. beat up a little bit with injuries. Some of their attacking players are out injured. There's question marks. I think Silva's going to be okay, but mm. other players are out. Um, I, I just think when I look at this team, they're the total opposite to Manchester City. They're yeah. doing more by spending less. The job, we both agree on the job that Pochettino's mm. doing. Where we differ, Rob, is that I think Spurs can absolutely go on and win this league, where you're not so sure. I think they've shown up to this point best defensive record, best goal difference, goals from a centre forward that's on fire. Other goals, young, hungry, organised. I, I just think, listen, they can do it. Stop, Why can't they do it? Stop
2: getting overexcited. I'm with you. I away? just think they'll, they'll they'll finish second somewhere. I think somewhere along the line, I think they, they've got FA Cup football, they've got Europa Cup football, they've got lots of things on their plate as well as the Premier League. I just think other things for them to do Rob but as ever time's caught well, was quick one on Villa uh, Liverpool tomorrow oh, I've got a feeling for Villa somehow what are you
1: thinking? No I, I think Liverpool win 2-1
2: well, we'll see, mate. It's another great week of uh, uh, Premier League action. And don't forget to subscribe to iTunes to be able to download the Two Robbies radio show and podcast in association with Land Rover. We're going to give call of the day to Kevin from Washington, D.C. Tweet of the day to Yemi Yar for your three points about Manchester United. Manager, make sure your direct messages your address. And remember, you can catch the Men in Blazers up for their look on the weekend's action at 11 p.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN. Yeah, we'll take a skip at FA Cup weekend. We'll
1: be back the Saturday after that. Until then, that's good night for me. Good night from him. Good
0: night. You've been listening to NBC Sports Radio On Demand.